Welcome to Becoming. This is episode 90, But Then What? Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Becoming. Today, we're going to do another quick episode with just the two of us, which is so fun. <laughs> we're going to do a little story time for you. Tawny, story time. Tony told me a really cool story the other day, and it got us talking, and we thought it would be really fun to share with you. And so, Tawny, take it away. Tell us the story. Okay. The story goes that there was a successful and really wealthy businessman, and he was at the pier of a small coastal fishing village. When a small boat showed up and there was one fisherman that docked and got out. Inside the boat were several large yellowfin tuna. And the businessman complimented the fisherman on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took him to catch them. The fisherman replied, oh, only a little while. And the businessman then asked why he didn't stay out longer and catch more fish. The fisherman said he had just enough to support his family's immediate needs and that's all he needed. Then the businessman asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? So the fisherman said, I sleep in late, I fish a little bit, I play with my children, I take naps with my wife, and I stroll into the village each evening where I sip some wine and I play guitar with my friends. So I have a full and happy and really busy life. The businessman just scoffed and said, well, I'm a Harvard MBA and I could really help you. You should really spend more time fishing. And then with those proceeds, you could buy a bigger boat. And with the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could go buy several more boats. And eventually, you could have a fleet of fishing boats. And instead of selling your catch to just the middleman, you could sell directly to a processor. And eventually, that would help you open up your own cannery. You could control the product and the processing and the distribution. You would need to leave this little small fishing village, but then you can move to like Mexico City and then eventually to LA and New York where you could run and expand your whole enterprise. And the fisherman just kind of sat there quietly and he asked, uh, but how long is this going to take? To which the businessman replied, well, 15 to 20 years. But then what? Asked the fisherman. And the businessman laughed and said, well, that's the best part. When the time is right, you could announce the IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become really rich. You could make millions. Millions, said the fisherman. Well, then what? The businessman says, well, then you could retire. You'd move to a small fishing village where you could sleep in late and fish a little, play with your kids, take naps with your wife, stroll in the village in the evenings where you could sip your wine and play your, your guitar with your friends. And then the fisherman just said, uh, but isn't that what I'm already doing? <laughs> isn't that the best little story it's perfect I love it and I think it has so many lessons to learn you can really apply this to lots of parts of your life but it was fun because we just had a few little conversations after this story and wanted to share our thoughts with you guys this man was pushing him to reach for something that he already currently had not only are we pushed many times to reach and reach and reach but often we need to like look at what we already have and those small and simple moments are so important. Yeah, just recognizing the beauty 
and the happiness and the joy that's already in front of you. That's the hardest part is sometimes we just need to define what success and happiness really looks like to us because it could be totally different for someone else. Someone else achieving that status of high-end business and wealthy financial success is joyful for them and that's great, but you just need to evaluate what makes me happy Maybe you've seen this on our Instagram, but I talked about how I'm taking a class right now to become a strengths coach. And it was interesting to be in this group. There were 16 of us taking this course, and a number of them have been incredibly successful in the business world. And they said they reached what they thought would make them happy. They achieved all these goals they had set for themselves and were making lots of money. And they looked back and realized, I am not happy. I think they just wanted to go back to that pier and go fishing again. So a lot of them were there just to do something that fulfills them and makes them happy. And they were doing a huge shift in their career by undertaking something new that really will make them feel like they're contributing more and having more value and will in turn make them happier. So that's why I also loved this story. I think that helps remind us what happiness looks like. And like I said, it's going to be different for everyone. So we're not telling you, you need to reach more or stop reaching. You just need to continue to evaluate your life and look at like, gosh, there's happiness right in front of me. Absolutely. Money and capital success just does not equal happiness completely. I mean, it definitely is something that needs to be had in order to provide. But it is really interesting seeing these business people reassess and realize that that didn't equal happiness for them. And what they're doing with their lives is something that is going to be more fulfilling for them personally. Just last night, we were watching Night at the Museum 2. And the wax figures that come to life every night, they get into a problem. So they call the guard to come and help save them. And they... At the end, one of the miniature Western guys tells him that they they didn't call him because they needed him. They called him because he needed them and he wasn't happy anymore with doing all of his businessy things. And what they could see in him was that he wasn't really enjoying life anymore. And it just was a silly, cute moment. But I was like, you know, how true is that that sometimes we have something right in front of us that is already bringing us joy, but because we feel like it's not respected, we don't continue doing that thing. And so take a look at what your motivation is for what you're reaching for. If it's because it's making you happy and feeling fulfilled, that's great. If it's because of outside pressures or because what you think the world needs you to do, then that's probably not the best reasons. I think really honing into like your inner drive and your inner person and your connection with God, that's going to lead you to places that are going to give you the most fulfillment. And you just have to check back in with yourself. I think that's like the most important thing in this little story is that maybe he would have gotten lost along the way on this journey to like doing more and being a better fisherman and getting this big business that usually happens pretty slowly. Um, not necessarily that you have this whole plan laid out for you that you're going to have this thing you're reaching for. But if you are in that path and feeling like this constant push, but it's not really fulfilling you, then reassess and see if you need to redirect. Love it. We are always just trying to inspire you, bring you different perspectives and different ways to look at things to help you to just become the best person that you can be and that you want to be. 
And we just wanted to give you a quick little reminder to find gratitude in your current situation. There is always happiness at our fingertips. We just have to look around and really see it. Promptly Journals has amazing journals for teens and teen parents. One of our favorites is the Loom Parent-Child Connection Journal with simple prompts, beautiful illustrations, and activities to help children and parents connect and start conversations you would not have been able to verbally. With several other journals directed for teens, you'll find a great fit for your teen. I just bought a few of my own journals and not only are they beautifully made, but I loved the prompts in them so much that I knew we had to share them with you. To view available journal options, click on the link in our bio and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off.